Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by just one of my gaming dads. Both of them very busy today, but Gary Whitta, you were able to make some time for me. How are you feeling today? I have sole custody of you this week. <laughs> it's my you week and to have I, Mike. Paris Gary, gets you next week. It's right. Paris had to back out last moment. Very busy over at work, of course. Paris I is very you. busy. I'm running around scrambling, as you know, my my, my day job. <laughs> where it looks looking very much like we're going to go out on strike at the end. Oh of the no, month. Gary! The, the Writers Guild looking like we're going to strike. Okay. Um. So um. There's a lot of people in Hollywood right now running around scrambling trying to kind of prepare for that including me that's why I've, you saw me on the phone out yes there. of course Gary starting a little bit late and this might be a little bit of a shorter show because I got a I got a scoot but we I'm gotta here. let you get back on it I'm yeah you're still here right now the Xbox colors speaking of tell me last week it went a little bit viral didn't it when I went on a rant <laughs> yeah Gary, um, your, your rant went a little viral I don't right. know how anyone at this point can say that we're like Xbox or Xbox fanboys or anything mm -hmm. when look at when just look at last week when we just like basically went off on on, on everything that Xbox yes. is doing wrong yes. and talked about how it's not you know the vibes are off and we're not feeling it right now as as Xbox gamers we're just you know just waiting for the waiting for the 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 pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. We had to take that L, Gary. We had, we, 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 we t we've been taking some L's, and we'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've taken and more it, L's, It was Gary. also too good of a moment to not share of you mm -hmm. calling it the mm -hmm. L cast, you know? Yes, that was, yes. I immediately slacked Roger. I don't think I, like, I don't want to be... I don't want to be negative, but that was just, it was just felt, usually we are positive. We try to yeah. find the positive that, again. That, that was unfortunately the vibe at the time. You know? It's not like, it's not like a Fox News thing where we're like, we're deliberately kind of like twisting the news because mm -hmm. like, that's what we think our audience wants. Oh, the, our Xbox audience only wants to hear positive stuff. No, I think people want to hear the facts. Yeah. And if we're not sad, if there's something about the happening in the world of Xbox that we don't like, you got to call it the way you see it. I, I think we call it the way we saw it. I don't think people are very pleased with the 30 frames per second locked nope. we over on it. the Xbox consoles for Redfall. And we did it from Xcast on day one. You may remember mm -hmm. the very first episode of Xcast, we were reacting to that Halo remember uh, that, Infinite Gary? reveal yep, yep, that yep. was notoriously shitty. And I, and I said You weren't happy with it. You were not so happy from, with so it, I, So to anyone out there in comments land or whatever who, like, who thinks, oh, these guys, you know, they're only like blowing smoke up Xbox's mm -hmm. ass. Watch the fucking show, and you'll see that we actually spit facts around here. You know, we're spitting facts, and I think our audience, the kind of funny X cast and the Xbox fans out there, they know we're bringing the real deal. And that's the fun part about this. Of course, we can be very critical. We can hold the team accountable for their actions. And, of course, we can also celebrate and have some fun playing games together because there's some great games out this week that tell people me it's need a better week about. this week than last week it's a uh, low gary, bar but tell me there's some good stuff to talk about gary we have two negatives we got one positive so it, it's trending positive. in the better oh you got a positive you want me to you kick us off me? with a positive yeah, you know what I, you know what i've been playing you know I, I i a whole lost weekend okay as much as a lost weekend as a parent of two children yes two young children can have real quick i did actually carve out the time to play a ton of that new vampire survivors dlc Get, gush a little bit about it. Dollars seventy nine. That was seventy nine. Great deal. You get like the, you get the ten percent off. So of course, it's usually a dollar ninety nine. I yeah, say yeah. twenty cents right off the bat. <laughs> you know, you know how much I like to say. <laughs> Mike, my mum used to say, "Look after the pennies, and the pounds will look after themselves." There it is. So always, you know, just okay. just you know, make little savings, little efficiencies. It all adds up. So I saved uh -huh. twenty cents. So I went into it with a good mood right away. And I like what they've done for two bucks. You know, what, what's not to like? New, you know, new characters, a couple of new maps, a bunch of new weapons. Oh, you get, okay. Um, you, get, you, you, know, you get to have that fun of, like, oh, what happens if I evolve this and max this yes, out? What yes. does that build look like? And it's, it's different and it's fun every time. And I'm, I'm working my way through 
now. I'm not an achievement hunter, but I'm working my way th through getting all those because there's like 200 achievements. You're gonna do the Phil Spencer over here on Yeah, me. I'm gonna get, I, want, I do want 100% it. There might be a couple okay. that, that okay. might be beyond me, but I do want 100% it. That's dope, Gary, I yeah. like that. Talking about that, the new characters, anything stand out to you character-wise? There's, one, like that, there's one that almost, there's one that's like basically a dog. Oh, there's okay. There's one that's kind of like a raccoon person. Like they're, 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 getting, in, they're, they're getting inventive with it. There's some like interesting that. characters. The new, I, for me, the new weapons are what make it. There's a couple of new maps. Um, you know, it's two, it's two bucks worth of content. So it's yes. not going to it's not going to okay. be like a whole okay. new game. Um, I, I mean, I really I hope they are working on Vampire Survivors too. You'd think with the success that they've had that that would be Gotta the be. next thing. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, they've they've already they've already done two DLC drops, and I imagine there wow. will be more. Okay. And every time it just gives you a little bit more to go back to. I mean, I yeah, love there that. It is up on the screen. I still love this game. Now, question for you, Gary. Of course, a lot of people talked about uh, the garlic, and that was kind of, you know, quote-unquote crutch for people, and the, the meta following that. Have you felt like with this new update, you were able to try some new things, maybe step away from your normal meta that you used all the time? Well, I've been, I've kind of been forced. One of the things that the achievements does, I think, quite well is it, okay. it forces you to play as different characters, right? Because it's Sweet. like, well, you've got, you know, one achievement is like, you know, finish this level with this character or get to level 80 mm. with that character or unlock this other character. So you've got to, if you want to get all the achievements, you've got to, you know, I, I might have a couple of, you know, mains that I like to play as. Like, I like this guy. Yeah. Um, but it's actually fun to experiment with, you know, oh, this is a totally weird new character. And what is, what, what do they do? And what kind of weapons do they have mm -hmm. access to? And um, does, it, it's, it's always kind of essentially the same game. You know, it is what it is, that kind of reverse bullet course, hell, as they describe course. it. But it's it's radically different depending on how your build goes, right? Okay. You can generally get a sense, I think, about like halfway through a 15-minute level if your build's going to get you to the end. Yes, or not, yes. Right? Like you, you're going to get that tipping point where you're either, okay, now I'm OP and I can just stand there or, <laughs> or it's going to be a struggle. And okay. I've lost so many games at like 29 minutes and 58 seconds. No. Oh, Yeah. Oh, real Gary. control, real throwing the controller across the room kind of stuff. Yeah, that what hurts. a great game! I'm so glad that it won the BAFTA. Hey, you're a BAFTA a, winner. Yeah, you're a BAFTA winner. As one BAFTA winner to another, congratulations, yep. Vampire Survivors! I was really, really thrilled to see because I, I, you know, I was saying all along it was my game of the year. But like a little three dollar game off of Steam, no matter how good it is, is never gonna. The big awards are always biased towards the big AAA games. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong, Ragnarok, Elden Ring, all of those games are terrific. Good games. But I do think there is a bias towards them mm -hmm. and away from like the cute, you know, the, the, the like Vampire Survivors is, like I said, it's a fucking video game. Yeah. It's a video ass game. That's, it's old school. It's so much fun. It just, it just does everything you want, you want, you want a video game to do. So the fact that it looks ancient, you know, 8 bit graphics, you know, 16 bit <laughs> graphics and, uh, it costs three bucks, and it's just a simple thing. Shouldn't count against it. Why can't that be game of the year? Yeah. I'm very glad that the people at BAFTA agreed. Oh, I love hearing that, Gary. And yeah, congratulations to that team on winning that award. Very well deserved and well earned. Yeah. And of course, DLC out now. So you yeah, give the, the second thumbs round. Up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, thumbs up from Gary. Whitty. That's what you got to hear, and that's the positivity I want, Gary. Because we're gonna build a little sandwich there. I'm gonna put a little positive in there. I'm gonna give you a little negative. I'm gonna give you another piece of positive here halfway through the show because we okay. got some fun stuff to talk about. I have been playing a bunch of Minecraft Legends. Oh, of course, yeah. Came out yesterday uh, as of recording this. Really enjoyed it. And, Gary, you want to talk about throw your controller moment. Oh, man, 29, 58 seconds left, right, where you're almost at the end. Yeah. Gary, just like when you and I played Gears 5 and we went through horde mode and we got to the final level, right? Yeah. Me and my buddy, we played the horde mode in Minecraft Legends. Final wave 
11 enemies left and we and lost. Couldn't make it. 11 enemies left. That's always fun. It's, it. one, it's it, it, when, it, it's games like that, it's almost fun to lose that. Mm -hmm. Because right? it makes you crazy, but you want to go again. It's like, oh, you, That's you, you got to go part, straight. You got to sack straight back up. With Minecraft Legends, I immediately said, okay, let's do it again. Now, we learned, we got better. What I'm seeing is that the reviews are, are kind of a mixed bag. A little mixed. Uh, seems to be sitting at about a seven right now with a lot of people, which is good. Not great, not incredible. Uh, I will say I think it's for a certain type of audience, right? Like, you got to really know what you're getting into. I think Minecraft Dungeons was more approachable for, like, families to be like, hey, let's try this out of the Minecraft universe, right? I think that top-down hack-and-slash dungeon crawler is a lot more approachable. I'm still seeing people say what I said, uh, whether it was last week or the week before, like, I still don't quite understand what kind of game it is. Like, yes. Not as, again, everyone can look at Minecraft Dungeons and go, oh, it's Diablo. I get it, but with mm -hmm. Minecraft graphics. That's yeah, it, right. It's very interesting to watch people's reviews and try to hear them talk about what it really is. For me, I'm going to say it to you point blank and simple. I believe it is an RTS game. Right, like in my mind, this is a real-time strategy game. It has a lot of resource management. It has base building. You yep. are the hero, which is essentially your cursor. The hero will do a number of things, but when it comes down to it, your hero can only attack units. It is not allowed to attack buildings, so really, you're just kind of swiping, but really, the main controls is, are you moving your units and having them do the things you need to do like a real-time strategy game? How do you find the me? controls? Because I did see some of the reviews hit like clunky controls was the mm -hmm. thing that I heard a couple I, of times. I'm very impressed with them. And we'll okay. talk more about that in just a little bit because, of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, on podcast services all around the globe. Don't forget, Kind of Funny is now Epic Games Partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games store, if you're upgrading your look in Rocket League or Fall Guys, or if you're buying the season pass off of the Fortnite store, please Use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way. And talking about support, here's something that I need your support on. Right now, we had an awesome live presentation of a very special kind of funny product that went up over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. It's a special kind of funny presentation from one Barrett Courtney. Of course, the boss baby, the sad boy, our director and producer has come out with another awesome show for you to watch and this is all about why jedi fallen order kicks ass baird is sharing his love for star wars and getting you hyped up on the new star wars game coming right around the corner and telling you why he loves Look jedi fallen order. Like full frame like there's a whole presentation that he's just got ted talk yes a very special kind of funny presentation is now live for you to watch and enjoy this is another must watch of course when barrett gets on the screen, you know it's going to be a good one. So, everybody, please go check that out live right now on YouTube.com slash Games. Of course, we always like to thank those who support us and those who are supporting us over on Patreon. I want to give a special shout-out to everyone watching us live right now over on Patreon. Thank you for your support. Most importantly, thanks for kicking it with me as we got everybody together. They brought in a bunch of fun viewer questions for us to talk about during the show. And, of course, Shout out to our Patreon producers for the month of April. Tripod, Double Plus Plus, and Delaney Twining. This week, the Kind of Funny x is sponsored by Rocket Money, but I'll tell you about that in just a little bit. Gary, let's get back to the sandwich that is the good, the bad, the good, because we have a small bad Go right on. now. Today, during the Nintendo Indie Showcase, they showed off a bunch of dope games. We now have the official date for Oxenfree 2 
lost signals. Of course, Auction Free is made by Night School Studios. You probably remember them from, of course, the hit game, Oxen Free number one, and of course, After Party, which Alana Pierce was in and was a really, really fun game. I have some bad news for you, Gary Witta. Oxen Free on their Twitter account reads like this Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS5, and PS4, and Steam, and so Netflix. I feel like there's something missing. There's something Netflix? missing. Netflix, Gary Witta, Netflix games, but there's something with an X that is missing. Yeah, that's right the wrong now. X. What's what going on? What is going on, Gary Witt? And that's why I took to the live chat because Jeremy from the live chat writes in, any thoughts on why we see various games skipping only Xbox? Uh, of course, the obvious Final Fantasy remix of the old games. We saw a couple indies from today that are skipping Xbox. Is this a change? Like, were we expecting Oxenfree 2 to come to the Xbox and uh, then they'd like undone it? Or was it just never announced for Xbox? You know what? I don't know the official wording on that but i i do uh, under my assumption this would have been on xbox in my mind yes the first one was on xbox yeah mind. yeah first one and played, after party yep i actually played a little bit of oxen free 2 because i was a judge uh for the tribeca games festival earlier oh, okay. this year oh okay and um thirsty suitors was the was we we thought that was the most promising looking game, but cool. I did play a little bit of Oxen Free too, and I thought it was cool. It was on it was a PC build. Okay, yeah, um, but really no, cool I even more I, history the, there just to look back at the the history of where it released. It originally released January fifteen, uh, twenty sixteen on PC, and Xbox One was the first console it actually launched. Yeah, on. that's right. I, I remember playing yeah. the first one on Xbox. Crazy, Gary. I think it was actually on Game Pass for a, for a while. So what's up with this? We're now missing out on a a hit indie. That would have been coming to this console. We see other games, Final Fantasy 16. Of course, we still talk about Final Fantasy 7 not being on the platform. Has, has, What's going on? Has with no this? intrepid journalist today been able to find out why this is? Uh, this is just this is hot off the press okay. today, Gary. Hot. Okay. Very hot right now. People are just finding this out as we speak. Um, I mean, I imagine it will come to. I mean, I, it's hard for me to imagine a, a, a situation where it doesn't come to Xbox at some point. At the same time, it's equally hard for me to imagine why it wouldn't. If it was just on PlayStation or just on Nintendo, it's, oh, they've done some kind of exclusive deal. Yeah. Right? That happens all the time. Um, but, the, but to leave one platform out. Yes, Although Steam, this, oh, Netflix This game. does happen, though. Like, I've, I've seen it with, like, oh, everything but PlayStation or everything but mm. Switch or everything but Steam. Yeah. It's just, you know, we notice it when it's everything but Xbox. Of course. we're Xbox folk. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel, Gary, right? I, I watched the Nintendo Indie Showcase today. I got excited of a number of awesome indies coming to the platform. I saw Oxenfree 2, and I said, man, I really like this vibe. I'd like to jump into this game, give me some fun Stranger Things, turn off the lights, and kind yeah. of get lost in a freaky-deaky story. Well, and then the news broke today that it's not coming to Xbox. Like well, you said, the, the, this just happened. I, I imagine by next week's show, I'd like to think we have some clarity. Hopefully, yeah. Chris Charla or someone over at Xbox will be able to explain to us what is going on with oxen free yeah maybe get some wording find out what's up with that very interesting to see though this title not coming in uh xbox here okay but uh certainly not certainly not at launch with the other titles again i think it like i think there'll be i don't think they'll skip it completely but i do want to know why it's not day and date with the others now i want to dig in a little bit deeper with you of course gary what is going on with xbox does it have a problem not grabbing some of these titles that fans really want to see on the platform of course back in the day when we talked about console exclusivity timed exclusivity you know xbox got bashed really hard for tomb raider back in the day if you do recall the original remake of the tomb raiders of that last trilogy now right 
we have seen Xbox kind of lose out on some of these. What do you think is going on with that? Do you think it's money? Do you think it's the perception? Why are there a number of timed exclusive or exclusive games that Xbox isn't getting their hands on? I, think, I mean, I, I don't think that, especially when it comes to indies, I don't think the Xbox is poorly served at all. I think if you've got an Xbox and you're into indie games, there is a wealth of amazing stuff out yeah. there. A lot of it on Game Pass and a lot of it exclusive to Xbox. The same is true of PlayStation, right? PlayStation has got amazing indie exclusives. Nintendo has a ton of amazing indie exclusives. Remember Hades? Hades launched first on the Nintendo Switch. It did. It did, I remember. And a, a, a reason why Nintendo Switch has become a really popular home for indies is there's, there's sales in them that are hills, Mike. In, indie developers will tell you, we like to be on the Switch because a lot of people have Nintendo Switches and they buy those games, mm -hmm. right? Steam, obviously, is another one. Just the, the size of the marketplace. Of course, of course. It's massive. It also uh, comes down to, well, how well is the game supported? Like, when it shows up on the platform, do they are they going to feature it or are they just going to, like, bury it? You know, is it going to be, like, a featured release that week or whatever? I know this was actually a complaint of indie developers. I don't know if it's gotten better, but indie developers used to complain a lot about Sony and, and not feeling supported when the indie games would come onto the Sony platform. They felt like they were just being sent out to die and there was no real promotion or curation or... You know, you've got to make a good game, but then you have to tell people that it exists. Yeah. Right. And if you're not doing that second part, you know, so some every now and again, something like a Vampire Survivors will just float to the top on its own viral. Like, oh, my God, have you played this? Like, it'll just make its own hype. But a lot of games need, you know, a little bit of hype. And I can understand the frustrations of indie developers, developers across all platforms that don't feel like they're being supported, especially when it's an exclusive title. But I don't think you'd have to give me some specific examples because I, I, I as of right now, I don't really feel like is Xbox like worse off than the PlayStation or the Nintendo when it comes to like indie exclusive. I don't I kind of I, I kind of feel like it's all much the same. Like PlayStation has Stray, right? We don't no no one else has that. Right? Yes. That's just one example off the top of my head. Nintendo, of course, has no shortage of amazing indie games that are only, at least for the time being, available on Nintendo Switch. But Xbox has a ton of cool indies. As well, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, or is Coffee Talk on PlayStation? or is Coffee Switch? Talk is coming your way on Game Pass, Coffee Talk number uh, part two. I just we don't know to what, to what extent that might not be on other platforms. I know it's on mm. Steam, I just don't know if it's also on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. But, like, I talk a lot about Coffee Talk because I like that, that yes. game. Um, but, no, I, I kind of feel like it's all kind of, so far as, if I was trying to advise someone what console to get, and they said, well, I like indie games. Mm -hmm. I would say, well, just get any of them then because, like, they all have really good indie selections. I wouldn't say, like, oh, like, this is, if you let indie games, the PlayStation or the Xbox or the Switch is the console to get above any of the others. I think that when it comes to indies, it's all much the same. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the indie side of things. I think this is wowing just because it was announced today with a date, notice that it wasn't there. I think the big titles that people on the Xbox side of things always talk about why is this not here? What is going on with the business deals behind the scenes is with Square Enix and, of course, PlayStation. Well, with Square, I mean, when there it is, comes Square to Final always, Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy is always kind of, like, PlayStation has always kind of felt like the home platform mm -hmm. of Final Fantasy, right? Because that's been there forever. Um, but, I mean, Final Fantasy Remake is either has come or is coming to Xbox, right? It's just... No, there's it, no oh, official... it's not coming? There's still, no official yeah. word on we're it. Still oh, they were not going to... I game. thought for some reason they were doing it. Correct. Uh, no, no. My theory is that they have uh, PlayStation has an exclusive deal until all of the yeah. remake games are out, whether yeah, it's a, a whole trilogy or duology or whatever. Yeah, that might be the case. Because we've seen a lot of Final Fantasy games come to Game Pass, right? We started to see the lineage of Final Fantasy games come to Game Pass, get on the platform, but 
we have yet to see the big one that everybody wants, right? Which is seven remake. Of course, we talk about Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, then Final Fantasy 16. So like we're missing some Final Fantasy love here on this yeah. platform. And I see a lot of people bring up some other games, but like that seems to be the top dog of, hey, what's happening here? Because Xbox has made great strides getting others, right? Persona has finally now landed on Xbox. Yakuza got on all the Game Pass, right? That was yeah. a big deal to bring that over. So like they're making strides, but it looks like over here on this side, we're missing Final Fantasy, and that's a big yeah, one to see and, Xbox. You know, and, and, and other big third-party exclude like Spider-Man, and you know, there's there's a there's a bunch of big ones. I've said it before, when it comes to like big kind of triple A exclusives, PlayStation still has the edge. Yeah. Here's another example. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and tell you that uh, I'm gonna piss in your ear and tell you it's raining. PlayStation has got better, you know, triple A uh, platform exclusives than the Xbox. Xbox has got some good ones, PlayStation has more and better ones. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. And it's something that they need to address. If they want to, you know, right now there is a big chasm between, like, there's no question PlayStation 5 is the top selling console of this generation. Actually, I don't know how they, with Switch, you know, you never know because they're mm -hmm. still making millions and, and selling millions of those. But if it's between PlayStation and Xbox, I don't think there's any compare. Like, if we saw the numbers, I think you'd be go, you'd go oh, wow. Like, it's One probably worse better. than you think. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so. I'm not terribly surprised by that, but if they if they if they are ever serious, as I like to think they are, about closing that gap and being more competitive, because mm -hmm. um, success breeds success breeds success, um, then that that is something they really need to learn. We've said, we've said this many times before. Like, where is their God of War? Where is their Uncharted? Where yeah. is their Last of Us? Where is their Spider Man? Where is their Ratchet and Clank? Like, I just listed a bunch of S tier games mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. exclusive to PlayStation. We also had another question right in from the live chat. They said, does Xbox have a problem with first-party AAA games? And I think we've had this discussion before. We have. We've there's had a certain style of AAA games that I think the wider audience wants and expects, but they have a solid first-party lineup of AAA games. And they're, trying to, and they're obviously trying to augment that with the Bethesda and the Activision purchases. Mm -hmm. Like once, you know, once the Activision, I mean, all that stuff's going to come over. And, yes. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of, immediately it's like the the portfolio swells like overnight right because you just buy in all these big name mm -hmm. games across across activision and blizzard and of course king if, if you're into that sort of thing yeah um and obviously bethesda brought with them like a whole tranche of amazing franchises right fallout you know fallout now big rpgs um, yep uh, first person Elder shooters Scrolls, yep wolfenstein doom uh, and now Starfield, hopefully, augmenting that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, all this other, and all the other kind of weird shit that they do. Uh, so right off the bat, that was a bunch of new stuff. Again, if somebody said to me, what console should I get? I wouldn't, I couldn't just give them an answer. But I'd have to ask them a couple of questions first to like figure out what's right for them. Uh-huh. And Game Pass to me is still the most compelling factor. Yeah. But that aside, I would probably say get a PlayStation. Okay. Okay. I don't know, well, is that heresy? Have I gone too far? Uh, you've gone too far in my I have mind, gone but too I get far. it. You know what I I've mean? Gone but too no, far. You, I think you're speaking the truth, Gary. And that's what Xbox is hoping to fix over this console generation, right? That is a major important key aspect for them as a business. I certainly would have said it during the last Gary generation. Change that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I mean, like, it, it changes, right? Like, it, the PlayStation 3, 360 generation, I always said, get a 360. Of course. That, to me, was the clear mm -hmm. winner. Maybe not in sales, or maybe it was, I don't remember, but, like, 360 was a terrific console. Yep. 
Xbox One versus PlayStation Four, no contest. Xbox One was a was yeah, a, was a riff, and we all know it. Now I think you know sales aside, they're much closer, and I do think I don't know. I would. I, I say Game Pass aside, but you can't really just set it aside. It's like can't, saying, no, well, like, you you know, let's take out a bunch of other cool shit that the Xbox has. It's a big deal. Well. It's a big it deal, is, game. game Pass is part of the Xbox. The whole selling. And having an Xbox. Yep. And if you, if you have an Xbox, but you don't have Game Pass, you kind of really don't have an Xbox, like in the truest sense, because it's just, it's such a part of it. You yep. know, it's, it's a symbiotic part of it. And so... That's, I know the PlayStation thing is going to get fucking clipped out and thrown That's in my all right. Face, hey, I'm that's gonna, all I'm, right. I am, I, I'm going to say, if you set Game Pass aside, I think PlayStation has the, X, has the edge in, in, in terms of what console you would choose. But you don't, but again, you can't and shouldn't set Game Pass. Game, Game Pass is fucking great. And, play, and all the weird different versions of PlayStation Plus are not as good. Yeah. They've gotten better, but they're not as good. So I think overall, I would still say, like, just get, a, get an Xbox, get Game Pass, and don't even think about buying a game for the first three to six months, because you're not going to need to. Rocket. Game yeah, yeah. Pass is going to have all the stuff. Well, let's let's put a pin on that, and let's save this. Let's bring it back to Oxenfree really quick before we get out of this one. Great question coming in from the chat. Casper J87 writes, what if this is more of a Netflix versus Game Pass for Oxenfree? Are they finally competing after all? Is Netflix games now showing that they want to be a major player in this partner? Is this their moment of competing maybe with Xbox and what Game Pass would offer? Well, we just learned that Joe Staten went over there, right? Correct. So We're going to big, talk about that news. Yeah, That's exactly. a big hire. Um, Netflix, I know, are very serious about games and have been for a while. They've actually got some really amazing games, some mobile, great mobile games on the App Store. This is another one, but nobody knows about it. I, right. I read a piece the other day. Netflix has actually got some amazing games on the App Store. I went and played one of them. It was great. I was like, why didn't I know about this? Because it doesn't seem like they're making any effort mm -hmm. to kind of market these things or make them visible. Um, but they are making good inroads in games. And as the technology increases and gets better and people get better internet pipelines and higher speeds and what have you, and the set-top boxes become more capable, like not everyone has like a 4K Apple TV, right? Some people have just got like a little Roku stick or whatever. Yep, yep. But as that continues to get better... These what we, what we think of as just you know TV streaming boxes are going to become more like cloud gaming machines as well, and Netflix I think sees that coming and wants to be in the mix, be a player, and they that. want to deliver right. games. All right, well that's part of the news today. We have so much more, and I'm going to tell you more about Minecraft Legends right after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket money.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny all right everybody welcome back let's talk 
the latest release from the Xbox first party team. Of course, that's Minecraft Legends, Gary Witta. This is a game that is going to be perfect for you and the family. And I'm excited to share My that fun so for you. My kids have shown no interest in it. I told her yesterday, I said, hey, Minecraft Legends just came out. And she went, oh, great. And That's then, like, tough. She wasn't, oh, can we install it right away? Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of moved on from Minecraft a little bit in okay, general. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's not a great sign. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Minecraft for me has always been something that you come and go from. You know what I mean? You go in there, you go crazy on building around and digging around for a couple of weeks. Then you get out of it. Then you come back. Well, you it, do. You know? I mean, there are hardcore players that live players. in I'm that just, world. I'm just saying uh, for your daughter, right? I don't think it's that surprising. Right, like for a kid, you you go in and out of Roblox and Minecraft, right? Maybe oh, yeah. you come back, you know what I mean? But for this, I think what will be selling on this is the co-op experience, just like you had with Minecraft Dungeons. Yep. Now with this, of being able to be on the couch, playing it together as a family, and most importantly, the cutscenes are impressive, Gary. Well, but wait, can you do couch co-op? The way you can, Minecraft Dungeons is perfect for couch co-op. My, yes. my fear with Minecraft Legends was that it wouldn't, be as couch co-op-y as, Mine as Minecraft Dungeons is. Let's look it up as we talk about this, Gary, because that's a great question. Because if, it, Gary, if, it, if, me if a we want to play with my kid, we have to be on different Xboxes in different rooms mm -hmm. on different accounts. That, to me, is like, that's not as fun. We don't like that. We don't but, like I mean, that. Not, you know, not all games are, are, are built that way. Barrett will look that up in the background for me along with the live chat to give you that. But I believe you can play couch co-op Okay. I'm sure what it will be is you'll be leashed together and stuck right, on the right, same right. screen together because this is a very much... Run together. At least, at least what I have here, unfortunately, Minecraft Legends does not support split-screen gameplay. This is primarily due to the nature of the heads-up display wow. in RTS games. Yeah, that's what okay. I figured. So there's yeah. a major problem. So if right I want to play with my kid, we're going to have to be in like, well, she could be like on a laptop and I could, it, mm -hmm. it, it's not, again, it's not, I, my guess is that this new game is not going to have the same level of appeal that Minecraft Dungeons did because it's not as easy to get your head around it yeah, yeah. in terms of what it is. Everyone, everyone who looks at Minecraft Dungeons immediately gets it, right? Minecraft Legends, for the longest time, we were all going, well, what is it? And that's not a bad thing. It's good to innovate and do things that don't just look like everything else, but it does mean yeah. you have a bit more of an uphill struggle in terms of educating people about what it is because you don't immediately go, oh, it's, it's X you know, meets Minecraft. Yeah. Right. This is you, when you try to do. Well, it's a little bit kind of Age of Empires, but it's also this and that. Like it gets fuzzy, like right away as you yeah. try to describe it for me. Um, and the fact that it doesn't have the couch co-op. Again, the reviews are kind of mixed. I don't know. I kind of feel like this might not be a banger the way that Minecraft Dungeons was absolutely a banger. Yeah, this is not that. Shout out to Pablo. Pablo in the live chat says can confirm it does not have local co-op. So thank you to Barrett and Pablo for confirming that. Okay. Um, so for me, Gary. I will spell it out as simple as I believe this is an RTS game. I know they want to put a little more sugar on that because I think RTS games to just like the general public gamers are like, hmm, that's pretty tough and nerdy to get into. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not a big fan of RTS games. It's always been a I niche think market on console. Th to me, this is an RTS game through and through, right? And so it has some really big positives. The Minecraft IP and what they've done with it is beautiful and stunning, right? Mm -hmm. Like you jump into this world, the voxel art style is yep. beautiful. It looks just like Minecraft. It jumps right off the screen. And they've created a very fun co-op campaign that you can play with up to four friends online. Right. So everybody's got to be tuning in for that. But it is a good time together. Right. They have something here that has made the RTS feel not as daunting to get into. Right. It's like starting off the controls. They've done a good job to give you a small tutorial at the beginning where you understand the controls. It is not as daunting of a feel like 
Age of Empires on controller where it was like, oh man, that's a lot of button inputs, right? Like they've done a good job of keeping it very minimal to about one to two button inputs to get to what you need to have right away, right? So they have a very easy opening tutorial that opens up into a fun open world game that you're going to play with your friends. So it's a large scale map that you will run around, collect resources, go out there, save townships from, you know, the evil piglins and then take on piglin bases. Is yeah. essentially how the gameplay is. I mean, I think work. I get, I'm, I'm going to put it in front of my kid and let her she'll be, she'll be the judge. She's a better judge of it. Uh, than I am, I think she's more attuned to the Minecraft world. I guess I just, based on what I'm seeing in the and the and the middling reviews, like you said, they're good but not great reviews. Mm -hmm. I I was kind of hoping that what we'd be waking up to in, in the last 24 hours was like, oh my god, the wizards at Mojang have done it again. Minecraft Legends reinvents Minecraft, you know, for the second time. But but this kind of feels more like that difficult second album. Yes. You familiar with that concept? I think they a, chose an uphill battle. With come up with, what a, they come out with a banger yeah. first album, but the follow-up's never as good. I don't know. Maybe that's what this is. It feels like that, Gary. I, I don't think this is one that's going to set the world ablaze like Dungeons did. I think this is for a certain audience. I think thanks to Game Pass, it makes it a little bit easier to be yeah. like, hey, And the strength of the Minecraft name alone, they're going to do yes. business. Of course. And so, of course, I will tell you, Gary, it's fun to play, right? When you have a team together that is working, you and your friends, yeah. talking about what each person is doing, whether you're off and exploring, going to find little piglin outposts, or possibly looking for new mounts for everybody is fun and exciting. You could have someone building the base, right? Someone that wants to be around, maybe likes the Sims like me, and it's all about base building and putting up cool tower defenses. Like, that's a good time. Yeah. Resource management has become very simple of just, you put down one of your cute little fairies, the, uh, allays and you walk away like it's very very well done of like throw it down out of the box and right. then you walk away you don't yeah you want you want it to be it. as like automated as possible exactly so they've done a really good job of taking what rts's are and making it as streamlined as possible right right and so the fun part is you have a full-on campaign that is played co-op if you want which is awesome and exciting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have versus mode that can be 1v1 or 4v4 which is cool right when people really want to get sweaty or elevate their game out of campaign co-op this is where you go with your friends, right? Let's, like, that's see what, a good let's see what the Minecraft community and gamers as a whole thing. Like we learned from the Mario movie, right? Critics mm -hmm. don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Critics hated the Mario movie. Yes. The audiences loved it, right? So maybe Minecraft audiences, maybe Minecraft fans will, will love this. Maybe I think, I think if you're a Minecraft audience fan, I think you're going to dig this, right? Because it's more Minecraft. It's something new. It's something different with your favorite IP. Is it something you're going to get lost in like Dungeons? Probably not. Yeah, but, but my, I, I mean, Microsoft and Mojang are smart enough to know you can't just slap the Minecraft name on something and, and stick it and, out the door. And Blackbird Interactive, let's give them all the credit in the world. They absolutely crushed this. They got deep in their Duffy, not only on the gameplay side, but I was telling you, the cinematics that they have from the opening cutscene throughout the game, they have spent way too much time and effort on making something really special. I remember, I mean, I remember thinking like movie the, quality the, the dungeon cinematics are great as well. And one of the things I've been amazed by, when I first saw Minecraft, the like original Minecraft. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of cute, but like it's obviously the graphic style is so limiting. What can you really do with that? Yeah. We've seen what you can do with it. And they and especially do it, with Gary. the addition of like ray tracing and the lighting effects that have been brought, you can create truly beautiful Minecraft mm -hmm. environments. And you know, they've they've taken it to the next level. And they have a really cool third option of gameplay called Lost Legends. Okay. So Lost Legends is going to be a new fresh piece of content. I believe monthly is their goal that you're gonna just download. It's just like a fun little different way to play. So right okay. now the Lost Legend is you have to complete 20 levels in a horde mode. 
and you have to survive all 20 levels, and then you get a cool all-golden skin if you do it, right? All right. And so me and my friends had a ton of fun with this so one, like a right? challenge mode. It's just a fun challenge mode that you're going to play. You'll beat or earn the reward, and maybe you'll never play again, or maybe you try it again. But, like, doing the 20 waves was a blast, right? Figuring out, okay, what's the strategy? There's three different outposts that they come from. We got to block this side. We got to so block like a that tower side. tower defense kind of thing? It almost? became tower defense, okay. right? And so right, it was like really that. cool of, like, playing that. And after every time that we failed, we were like, one more time, we got this. I mean, right? that's the secret sauce right oh, there. Oh, and they got the sauce on this one, even to the point where we got to wave 20, which was the end, and had 11 enemies left. Yeah, you said, And yeah, we yeah. lost. And we still came out of it going, one more time, right? And that's a positive there. I have left my experience with Minecraft Legends where I said, one more time. Right? What like, would you, I'm what willing would you give to give it out back. of 10? Out of 10? Yeah. Seven or out of five, the kind of funny review scale. Well, I just, I, I just, because we, a lot of the scores that I've been seeing were, were, were out of ten, and it was like IGN gave it a seven, which I know yeah. is a, is a mean. I think but. a seven is just a uh, seven is the safe score. Seven is good, right? And I believe this is a good game. Kind of funny has a review scale. Yeah. Yes, what do you, do. what do you have? Like five stars? Yeah, out of five. All right, five. so seven is kind of split between three and four. Which way? Three and four. What? I, I'm, ha I'm more towards the three. Well, okay, so okay, so three out of five stars. Uh, yes. All right. This is a this is a good game. This is not a great game. Take over the world, but what this team has done is a ton of fun. They have something here that is interesting and engaging. If you're an RTS fan like me, okay, right, and like I'm willing to play that with my friends and do it all over again. But I don't think this is getting mileage like my dungeons experience it's not, was. It's going to be sticky. Correct. It's not okay. sticky. Is okay. right. All right. That's how sticky it gets. That's what Drake said. <laughs> you, know, you know how I like it sticky. <laughs> but Gary, I think I think you and the family should try this. I'm gonna, I know no, Paris. I know, of course, it's Minecraft. At some point, my kid's going to get to it. She she plays games on her own mm -hmm. schedule. She's still obsessed with the Stanley Parable Ultra yes. Deluxe at the moment. When she's done with that, I think Minecraft Legends might be the next thing. And me and Paris will talk about it again next week. I, I know he has thoughts on it, but like, it's cute. It's impressive. They got they got something fun. Over at Blackbird Interactive, okay. and I'm, in, I'm impressed with it. So, right. good job over that. Let's continue on. Let me give you a little more bad, because, of course, we have a follow-up to Big Joe Staten leaving Microsoft. We now know where his landing spot is, yep. and we have another big-time Halo dev leaving the team oh. as well. So, of course, Joe Staten is now headed to Netflix Gaming as a creative director for a brand-new AAA multi-platform game and original IP. So, of course, All right. congratulations to Joseph Staten. Yeah, Shout out job. to you. Congratulations. Go do something awesome. Make us a cool game. Uh, but then, of course, it has also been reported from Steven Totillo over at Axios that Frank O'Connor, longtime franchise director, has left Microsoft in the Halo franchise oh, as well, I Gary. did not know that. Frank's actually one of my oldest friends. I'm Get out of town. I'm surprised. To, I've known him for as long as Chris Charlo. We all worked together on the magazines back in the 90s. Um, I'm surprised to to be hearing that. Yes. So as I, I feel the like I would have heard that through the grapevine already. But I mean, I've been so unplugged lately. Where's he going? Do we know where he's going? No word on where he's going yet. This is still hot off of the news press. Uh, I believe Frank's early been there this week forever. Yes, he, he has. He started Gary. out as like their community guy. Like he was like basically in charge of their message boards and stuff. Wow. And he worked his way up through the ranks to being one of the the, the big Kahuna's in the Halo universe. One of the big Kahuna's is yeah. right there, Gary. And so another piece kind of falls out of the the squad yeah. over there gary what are your thoughts on of course uh our friend frank leaving well i think i think frank and, and joe are both uh extremely talented and microsoft will be will be poorer for their loss but at the same time maybe that maybe there's a way to kind of look at it as an op as if you're trying to look, look on the bright side we've said all along right halo badly needs 
something. Yeah. Right. It needs a, a fresh perspective or a new, something has to change because we know they're struggling. Right. And they're at this kind of inflection point where they're figuring out, well, what is the future of Halo? Is it story based? Is it, is it going to be campaigns? Is it going to be multiplayer? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, mm -hmm. which way, you know and, and there's been a lot of confusion about the messaging on that has been unclear maybe because internally it's unclear like what they want to do felt like they really doubled they are, down on multiplayer this time around but then but they then they also but, they came, the but, but then they also made a point of coming out and saying oh no but we're, we're not you know we're still going to have like rich story and cinematics yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i don't know what they want to do but you know it may be that um you know new blood is is what's needed for there to be mm -hmm. meaningful evolution or progress of 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 the halo universe yeah and that's what i wanted today's topic to be with you and my gaming dads here right i want to talk about halo you're the new blood in town gary what i've given you the keys to the kingdom for all things halo i want to know what's on the vision board where are you taking halo as a franchise or what are the moves that you make with this ip it's really hard to say first of all i would not take that job really if i if i were offered that job in real life i would not take it wow i wouldn't want it because I don't... It's a tough job. It's a tough job. It's a lot of pressure. And, I, and, and the truth is, I, I'm, not, I'm not the right guy because I don't know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if anyone necessarily, like, on day one knows what the answer is. But, like, I think you need a deep understanding of Halo's... And this is what I don't have. I have a working understanding of Halo. I consulted on one of the Halo games. You did? I, I, know it, I, I know the world enough to know what I don't like about it. Or stuff that I've said before, which is okay. like, I think that... Master Chief character is a problem. Okay. Because it's, because he's not really a character. I don't think, uh, in the way that Kratos or, you know, Joel and Ellie, you know, are or, or, or even Peter Parker are characters, you know, the, what, what they have over on the, on Nathan Drake, those are characters. Master Chief to me is just kind of more of a cipher, you know, he's like a, like a faceless guy in a helmet who occasionally okay. grunts one or two words. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know that there is storytelling there and there is a character arc. And I know that there is a whole, you know, John 117. And there's a whole story there. Yeah. I just, to me, they, I've just never, I've never found the Halo story universe particularly enthralling. Like, oh, I've got to know more about the Covenant. Yeah. Like, I don't really give a shit. So like, you need someone that A, gives a shit and has like a really deep understanding of where Halo came from okay. in order to chart a course for where it's going to go next. Yeah, yeah. If only so that you don't repeat the same mistakes. But like the big, like for example, a big question of, are we just going to keep doing what we're doing, which is shipping these big games that have a single player story campaign mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, which can also, you know, maybe it's co-op, uh, but then like, you know, the long life of it is multiplayer. And that's been, and that has been the standard for the longest time call it i mean call of duty that's the formula game didn't do it once or twice but for the mm -hmm. most part games ship with a single player story campaign and a multiplayer back end right yeah and that has been the 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 tale for the, the, the formula for the longest time yeah and i think across the board it's worth asking is that the way forward but for, for call of duty for halo for all of these games that typically come in, in those single player and multiplayer components we already start to think of them as separate components right like they shipped the multiplayer of halo first as its own thing right before the story dropped warzone has become pretty much its own product separate from what we think of as like the story campaign mm -hmm. call it's all it's all there in the same menu but you think of them as increasingly like they're they have their own identities and so i wonder if that's going to continue to go for me it's hard to think of like what the story mythology storytelling 
future of Halo is because I'm just not that into it. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not excited enough about the Halo universe. Oh, you could do this and you could do that. And it's not even necessarily about like what the story is, but like how do you present it? Like the big question of should, should we even continue to have story campaign in the games or do we offload the storytelling to other things? Just, yeah. You know, do, do, we, uh, you know, do we just do big cinematics every now and again to advance mm -hmm. the story? Or do we let the TV show tell the story, even though that's a different version of the universe? Not Master Cheeks. No, no. Do we, do we find different ways to, to move the story forward and just focus on you know, what, what people really want to play? Because is, is the, the thing is with these multiplayer versus single player things is we know that most, many people don't even touch the single player. They just go straight into multiplayer, mm -hmm. right? There are many like Call of Duty fans out there that have never even bothered to play the single player campaigns, even though that's what I love. The they don't even know campaign. about Valeria. I finished, I finished Modern Warfare 2 what about finally it? recently. Come on. It's fun. Come on. It's fun. Come on, Gary. Valeria chasing well, her down. Alejandro Vargas has become, he's my man. Come he's my ride or die. He's one bad what dude. What a badass. What I a fucking love time, that guy. Gary. Yes, and can we do spoiler? I mean, it's been out long enough, right? Spoiler alert. Hey, spoler alert for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign. Tell me. The very, the, I mean, I'm sure you played it all the way to the end. Of course, The return Gary. of fucking Makarov. Let's go, That's bro. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, Gary. I, I, I think you say, like, say what? I, it's been a long time since I've like been in, been in that lore, but even I remembered, oh, Makarov. <laughs> fucking hell. He's, he's like the really bad dude. Of course, Gary. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I love Price and those guys. They're just fun. They got a crew. They got a cool they crew, got a crew, huh? Gary? They got ghosts. They got soap. Yeah, of they got, course. Uh, they got price. They've they, got, they got uh, a crew. Gaz. You know, they got some. They got some fun characters. Um, but the point is, a lot of people don't even bother, right? And they just yeah. want to play the multiplayer. And mm -hmm. The same is true of Halo. And I think a lot of I can't remember, was it Infinite Warfare the one where they just said, "Let's just not bother doing." There was there was one where they just didn't do a campaign. It was only multi. Call it. There was at least one Call of Duty in the last Advanced Warfare. In the last, one of them had Jon Snow. The other one had Kevin Spacey in it. I don't remember which one, of them, one they cut. Recently, Might one have been of them. Ghost? No, maybe Ghost. One Man. of them. Again, maybe someone can look it up. But one of them didn't even bother having a single Black Ops campaign. 4. It was Black Ops 4. That's what the, that's what the Chaz is telling us. Right okay. Now. So they've experimented with the idea. I think what they do is they go, look, we put all this money and all these hours into building these great single player campaigns mm -hmm. that are good for like 10 hours. But then once you've played it, you've played it. And, you know, you put the same amount of effort into the multiplayer. Which you know obviously, obviously that continues to be an ongoing effort because you have to continue supporting it. But yeah. like that's the real long tail of the game. If you look at Call of Duty or Halo and say, look, okay, a number of hours played across single player versus multiplayer. Multiplayer is going to like the single player is going to be a fraction. And so I think a lot of game developers are looking at that, going like, is it really worth all the resources to be doing these story campaigns when gamers don't get a ton out of them? It's like it's a quick experience and then on to like where the game, the long tail of the game is really yeah. in the multiplayer. So this is a very this is a very long winded way of saying I don't know what this what, the, tough, what the way forward for the Halo universe is. What I mean, what do you I, think? I think a lot of the best friends in the Xbox audience will have similar ideas to me, right? Because they're kind of tried and already talked about, right? The first one I would contact id Software, right, and I'd be like, "Yo, what up, id? Can we make a really dope first person shooter, fast paced game similar to what you've done with Doom? But I want to give you either an ODST soldier or Sergeant Major Avery Johnson." And we tell a story like that. It's linear. It's a badass first-person shooter with a whole lot of blood and violence. And maybe we tell a dope story where Sergeant Major Avery Johnson is stuck behind enemy lines or he's fighting off the flood. And we very rarely see a Spartan. 
right? Maybe two levels out of the ten, a Spartan shows up and surprises. Yeah, I think I think that's right? a good idea. I what think if we do that with get, getting away story? from Master Chief? I think would help showing other corners of the Halo universe. Um, thinking of more, thinking of it almost like you know you've got the Star Wars saga films, mm-hmm. then you've got the standalone films yep, like yep, Rogue yep. One and Solo, where they can go off and do, and the TV shows allow them to go off and explore different corners of the Star Wars universe that you wouldn't do if you were just stuck with the Skywalkers all day, right? Yeah. So Master Chief is kind of the is kind of the Skywalker of Halo, but there's all kinds of other interesting characters Correct. as well. And to your point about its software, a couple of points there. First of all, I think it would be really interesting to see what another AAA FPS developer mm-hmm, would do with mm-hmm. Halo, right? Bringing a different attitude, a different sensibility to it. And again, perhaps it's what's needed because what we what we keep, seem to keep getting the vibe is that three four three is a little. I don't know if they're exhausted or whatever, but like I don't know. Maybe it's look at the look at the Call of Duty model, right? Where they have what three four different studios going constantly. Mm-hmm. A that's because they want to hit a yearly schedule. Yeah. But like you know, it's, it's sometimes it's Sledgehammer, sometimes it's Infinity Ward, sometimes you know what is it like Raven or one of these other. Teams will 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 make the games, and you get a slightly different. I think Call of Duty aficionados could tell. Oh, that's an. A you can tell taste. that's Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, or that totally. one, or that one's uh-huh. Sledgehammer. You can tell they have a different way of doing it. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it would be good to let other creative teams get their hands on Halo and invite them to see what they could do with it. Now back to mine. I would return to our Skywalker saga, aka Master Chief. Yeah. 117. Yeah. And I would say 343, we're all good, but we're going to stop production on Halo Infinite right now. We are done worrying about Forge. We're done worrying about maps. We swung. We missed. Well, so you're we coming, in, you're coming in with a wrecking ball on day I, one. I'm coming in and I'm saying, hey, like, great job. We set a good foundation, but we're done now and we're going to look forward to the future because there's some pieces that I really liked, right? I liked the story of Cortana and the weapon and where Chief and the pilot were going. I want to continue that. I like the idea of this semi-open world. If I'm going to go linear with id and or machine games, right, and I'm going to let them cook up something linear, I want to try one more time on this semi-open world. I want to try if we can figure out Master Chief in a world similar to, of course, everybody's going to come after me with the Ubisoft map collector game, right, where it's just a bunch of icons on the map. Let's try that one more time. So I would tell them, hey, let's figure out this story with Chief. Let's continue that. Let's try this again because we, th- we were there. There was a nice taste of something fresh and different that I think fans were divided on, but I think kind of liked and they were interested in. Could you, we continue that? Do you think there's a live service version of Halo along the, I know that's a dirty word, but along the lines of like Destiny or The Division that would that work in do. the Halo universe? Oh, definitely. I think people would be into that. I think conversations before Halo Infinite was clear and like, this is what it's doing. I, I, I thought, think people I, I, thought, I thought that. I, yeah. I, a lot of people assumed that's what it was going to be, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It was just kind of another Halo. But do you want a grind for gear, gear thing with numbers, right? I, I mean, I mean no, because up. that's what they all are. But but mm-hmm. as we've seen from the ongoing success of Destiny, if not too many others, and of course, ironically, Destiny was created by the original creators mm-hmm. of Halo, that maybe that maybe that's what, if you could do it, if you could do it. I mean, I love The Division, I, even though it was just grinding for numbers. Yeah. I really enjoyed The Division. I played a shit a ton of both of those games. Yeah. Um, and I just, I kind of feel like Halo needs something radical it needs it, it needs to be revolution not evolution but like i, I think I, I think trying to kind of like gradually move the ball up the field is not going to do it for halo i think i think i think they need to take a, a risk do something radical either reinvent it as a destiny type persistent world 
Ooh. experience with okay. raids and all that kind of stuff. Or like, like, like you said, like, uh, let other studios come in and take a, take a crack at it. But I yeah. feel like whatever it is, I know what it isn't and it's not more of the same. They yeah. can't just keep doing what they're doing because they, they, it's, it, I think they know it's not working for them. See, that's, I'm keeping 343 doing the same. Okay. We're getting away from the live service games as a service name, right? Like, I'm going to give you Halo 7, and that's what you're going to get, right? Like, you're going to get a Master Chief story. You're going to get a semi-open world because we're trying that again. And I'm going to give you a multiplayer suite that's going to release with 10 maps out the gate. And I'm not going to talk to you until we have the next five maps ready for DLC four months down See, the line. See, I think We're not talking games as a service. I think if they'd have called it Halo 6, it would have been perceived differently. I think the fact that it was called Halo Infinite, that mm-hmm. was as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, oh, I know, I, I see what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to turn this into Destiny, or they're going to turn it into like a big open world, like mm-hmm. persistent mm-hmm. MMO type thing. In the same in the same like, what they're doing with Assassin's Creed Infinity, I think is a is a similar thing. As soon as you say like Infinite, to me it suggests like, oh, this is the Nipplus Ultra of Halo. This is the final word in Halo. Yeah. Like, this is it now. This is going to be the platform for everything going forward. But it's not. It's as we've seen. It's just going to be another Halo game. They're going to move on from it. So, like, what is the next one now? Halo, Halo Infinity plus one? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you got to get away from that one. Right. Yeah, so it, it, they need to do something radical. I that, just don't know what. I'm moving on to Creative Assembly. Yo, okay. what up? You up? Okay. Let's talk about Halo Wars 3. And they'd be is like, that Mike, the that go? was a while ago. And I'd be like, you know what's hot right now? We're putting in a lot of RTSs with, you know, controller commands. You made a great one. What if we get back together and we make something special? Do you think there's a lot of appetite out there for Halo Wars? I think so. I think Halo. I think when we talk about broadening and letting people play in the sandbox of Halo titles, I think we had that s- some time ago. Halo Wars, Spartan, Spartan Assault with the cool little dual sticks going yep, on, the yep. twin stick shooter, right? Yeah. Like, I think we had some pieces of this puzzle where we were like, hey, Halo can be played and Halo can be different. Just like we're seeing with Minecraft right now, right? Of like... Hey, let others try and create something. I think Halo Wars was a pretty great staple on the Xbox side of things. People liked Halo Wars. It was a good game. I mean, you can get in the rabbit hole and like start joking about like a Halo kart racer and all kinds of things that mm-hmm. they could like apply it yeah, to. Yeah. Fucking Halo Golf or whatever. But like, I mean, there are other genres out there. I think I said to you before, I wouldn't mind something like Mass Effect in the Halo universe. Yeah. Where it is more story forward, where rather than just, you're not just constantly in combat, but you're actually... Walking around space stations, mm. other planets, interacting mm-hmm. with your Starfield, you know, the Halo universe would map onto that very well. Yeah. So they could they could take it in a more of an RPG narrative story centric direction if they wanted. That's that's an opportunity for them as well. I just I I would take that or I would take the Destiny model over mm-hmm. Halo Seven. You know, again, just being another here's another bunch of maps, here's another ten hour campaign. Yeah. Like that to me is not fresh. I, I think right now what Halo needs is a Gears Hive Busters game, right? Gears 5 came out, people played it. Then Hive Busters, just a short, small experience. Get your whistle wet, have some fun. I think Halo needs just a nice, easy Gears Hive Busters type moment. And maybe that is teaming up with it or machine and going out and saying, give me a small ODST or someone else that's not Master Chief, but give me something fresh, something small, that can be consumed I mean, again, in two nights. About and all, let's let's think about play. all of these developers that are going to be coming into the fold as Could part happen. of the, the Activision acquisition, mm-hmm. right? We know that they're not going to be pressed into service making Call of Duty games every year. So, like, what? Maybe Sledgehammer does something else. Maybe Sledgehammer goes over here and plays around with Halo. I don't know. 
But I would love to see them experiment and try new things because we've had 20 years of Halo basically being the same, right? It, obviously, it's, it's, it's evolved in terms of, you know, technical quality. Yeah. Halo Infinite looks a lot better than Halo on the original Xbox, as you'd expect it to. But it's still fundamentally the same experience. Play a single play, virtual play a fairly linear single player campaign, and then run around on a bunch of maps. Yeah, and kill each other. I don't know. I kind of feel like twenty plus years. It's time. Maybe it's time for like a true like Halo two era. Seems like it is time. Kind of funny, best friends out there, and all the X Cast watchers and listeners. Thank you all so much for your support, for tuning in for another episode. Of course, let me know in the comments below. Are you jumping into Minecraft Legends, and will you? Jump in and play the Lost Legends with me because I need help getting that sweet all golden skin. If you're online, add me at Snowbike Mike. And of course, when you think of the future of Halo, what do you want to see if you had the keys to the kingdom and had all rule on all things Halo? Let me know. Of course, I want to thank my guy Gary Witta for giving me his time today. We will be back next week with more Halo and XCast talk. Until then, take care.